check this out. <laughs> Excuse me, ma'am. Yes? I'm like security. And like, I'm gonna have to ask you to, you know, assume the position. Yeah. <laughs> assume. <laughs> if you lay a hand on me, I'll sue your ass. Whoa. <laughs> upstate new york this is the slam tilt podcast a show about all things pinball i'm your host ron hallett here with my co-host bruce nightingale go get the lawyers, boy go get the lawyers get the lawyers for we'll talk about that later and this is episode 48 blazing saddles this is one i have seen yes this is one of the best mel brooks movies yep. of all times not very pc no but no, actually, fun. I don't think that it would be made today. No, no, no. There's no, just God. no way they would make this today. Well, it seems like last week we did a rare solo episode. We did. And just, I, we, we just can't do that too often. No, no, no. no, no. no. We got to have a guest, and we have a guest. We have a great guest. Who do we have, Bruce? I asked him to come back on, and here he is, Mr. Josh you know Sharp. So, guys, because you guys... We, you guys don't do like the interview and get it in the can and then edit it in later. Got it's it. great. It's great. I'm I'm 15 seconds ahead of of everyone else on the planet, <laughs> or like, like seven minutes if you air all of the disconnects and reconnects and disconnects. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You've been busy person these past couple of months with your changes to the IFPA for 2018, but now with Papa, you're now doing the Stern Pro Circuit. How about that? That sounds really interesting. Some, would, some, some have said that. <laughs> yes. Well, let's, let's, let's pretend we haven't read anything about it, and you explain to us what the pro, Stern Pro Circuit is. The Stern Pro Circuit is, I guess, the best way to call it is sort of the evolution of what the Papa Circuit was, and it's, it's partnering with the largest manufacturer in the industry to, I guess, help move the sport forward in terms of, of awareness and potential sponsorship and, and really just creating something that I think has a better, a better opportunity to land something significant for the sport. Not that, you know, what we, not that what we've been doing and what Pop has been doing over the past, you know, decades have not moved the ball forward, but you know, neither organization, you know, the Papa guys before they ran it and, and my dad and Steve were involved or the IPA side of things before we ran things, even back in the 90s. There's never been a partnership with a manufacturer on this level that I've seen. And I'm, I'm anxious to see if, if something more can happen from it. Well, it actually goes back to the last episode you were on when uh, we actually talked about how to better everything for the hobby and for bringing in more money. So this fits perfectly in with your, with your power scheme. No, I'm only joking. <laughs> Slow and steady, Bruce. Slow and steady. <laughs> no, it is. You got, you can't go jumping into things, but it's a, it sounds like it's going to be a good partnership. Now, what will be the benefits for this partnership? Have we gotten any details from that side of it or. So I think I, in, in the gazillion questions I've been answering, you know, at a baseline level, 
the the differences between you know the Papa circuit and what this will be is is one Stern is throwing a new in box game as part of the grand prize. So so right then and there you're talking about whatever a five thousand dollar prize thrown into it for the player you know for those forty players to to have that they did not have the previous you know three years of the circuit. Outside of that, you know, we're the event selection process is changing and the way that the events are scoring, you know, sort of the qualifying process is changing to a more IFPA centric metric for those two things. And outside of that, it's really the same thing as as it has been for years. So for player, you know, there's going to be a list of 20 events and players can come and go to those events as they please. And, you know, and we'll, well, it's similar to sort of the upstate, you know, New York standings that you guys have. There's no commitment from players that they have to play in X, Y, or Z. And at the end, you get to celebrate, you know, the, the people that you advance to the final. And we'll do the same. So now the you're saying that the events will change now. Will they all be following the same tournament format or will you be able to no. use different? Okay. It, it's, it's exactly the same way as it was. So, okay. you know, there's no, no dictation from from pop or IFPA that specific formats have to be used. And there's no, there's nothing from Stern that says, you know, you have to use Stern machines in the tournament. Everything is still decentralized, pushed back to the tournament director to do whatever they want. How many pop circuit events are there right now? There's actually more than 20, right? No, there's 20. Oh, there's 20. Okay. For year one of the Stern circuit, we're actually rather than, than starting with, a fresh list of 20 events. We're actually continuing the process of what Papa does, which is they, they keep 75% of the events on the tour, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And the bottom 25% through their survey process were previously dropped and then replaced with the voting process for those, those five new events that got in. So our, our tweak on that is that is we're going to have a completely objective metric. So we're still going to drop, the lowest five of the 20 and that's going to be based purely on the three-year whopper average of what those events gave away okay so sort of our metric is you know while the surveys are great and and we plan on on continuing to send those out to organizers because i feel it i know as a circuit tournament director myself i i've had a ton of value from the feedback of those surveys but Outside of that, I've, I've always been a fan of, you know, how people show their support or lack of support for a specific event is they they show up or not. So for us, we're able to measure the quality and the quantity of players that show up. And that's how we're determining the events that are going to be on the Stern circuit. Okay. So uh, you're going to have 20 weeks of location. You get to go, go 20 places, it sounds like, since you're at the, you know, show off for the whole IFPA each. I, I would say last <laughs> year I went to I went to three. I know. And I think if I asked my wife for four, she would probably kill me. So the chance I of asking so. for 20, I, I mean, changing the locks may not even work. She may, <laughs> like, ban me from the country or something. I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't want to know. She, oh, that oh, would be no. a fun conversation. And we know two of them is going to be, of course, Pinberg and Papa. So you bet, you bet. And the At third one, and the third one, Expo, right? Yeah, Expo's not on the circuit. 
Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's, that's it, right. It was taken off. It most likely will be next year because it it you know regardless of the the survey responses, people continue to support participating in that tournament every year. Yes. You know by showing up. So it's it's one of those actions speaks louder than words, I guess. Yeah. And the finals are going to be in Chicago. They are. In they February are. or March? What are you thinking? It's going to be nice I'm, and warm. Yes, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be indoors, so we should be okay. Uh, and I miss Papa used to be in February every year. I, I miss, you know, the stress that my dad and Steve went, you know, watching the weather forecast and wondering if there were going to be four people that showed up to Papa or not. Yeah. Have any ideas, a location, or is it going to be another event involved, or is it basically going to be just that's the finals? So from, there's a lot of, and I think we talked last time about, you know, the the changes that we're doing with the dollar thing, and there's there's a lot of the things that we're doing in pinball that I've seen work for Big Buck Hunter at my real job, and the the path that i see for the circuit final is going to mirror a lot of the things that we do for the big buck world championship so i know that originally we were going to hold it stern was just going to hold it at stern hq and in sitting in my meetings with stern and 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 they've seen what we've done with the buck hunter brand because our company is really close with each other and and we sort of all agreed that like the warehouse vibe of of this final isn't something that you can then use as an asset to pitch for outside sponsors. So I think the plan is, and we've had a lot of luck on the buck hunter side is teaming up with a barcade type of location or bar type of location, because, you know, as far as location pinball goes and where people in the public play, it's, it's, it's those kind of locations that are most popular. So it's, it's, it's the natural path of, of those sponsors you'd be going after and that market you'd be going after. So I know Stern tests a lot at the barcades in the Chicagoland area. And they have a, they have a hit list of people that, that they're planning on talking to about reserving space to accommodate us for this. Which will be 40 people, right? Yeah. 40 plus hopefully a healthy audience. Yes. I mean, that's, that's sort of the, you know, in the buck hunter land, there's, there's 64 players that get to the world championship, but, Mm-hmm. The house is usually packed, you know, with 200 people, and it, it's it's an exciting thing. It's supposed to be an exciting thing. Oh, it does sound exciting. Now, you're going to use the results from the past three years, the present, the previous three years from the Papa Circuit to – I didn't understand that part a little bit when we were when you were talking so, about – So right now, there's 20 events on, on, on the circuit right now happening, right? Like mm-hmm. right now. Like Pinberg's coming up, and it's one of the 20. And by the end of the year, by next March, you know, all 20 – will be done so we're evaluating those 20 and what we have you know in the ifpa database is we can look up the whopper points awarded for each of those events over the last three years and use that average to rank those events one to 20 okay so pinberg i believe is number one the the average is like 137 whopper points a year and that'll of course change after this year is entered but Pinberg and Papa will be one and two of the 20 mm-hmm. and, and everything, everything else will fall in line as, you know, as it goes and the bottom five will be cut and replaced with okay. the next biggest five that were not a part of this 20. So there okay. will be five, like, you know, full stop. There will be five new events on next year's tour and 15 of 
the same events yes. on next year's tour. Okay, cool. No, that's actually very good. You know, explaining is definitely good. I get it. Uh, sometimes sometimes I'm, I'm quick to, to, you know, it's like I've been thinking about this for months and hours and years. And it's like, how do you guys not know? We've been talking about this in my head forever. <laughs> <laughs> I was just hearing about it and then like reading all the, you know, now we can talk about some of the responses and how has the feedback been so far? The feedback, I think there's always this aura of people are are more quickly to shit on, on IFPA stuff. I think because like I can, I I've known to be able to take that stuff. Okay. And there seems to be like a, a bit of a, a fear of speaking bad about anything popper related. So I get to be the beneficiary of sort of sitting behind the Papa shields <laughs> because we're doing this together. So it clearly, it has not been nearly as negative as most of the stuff that we, we announce ever. Well, luckily I am one of the few people who are not negative about the IFPA. So, oh, yeah. man. See, I actually, you know, I, I, I kind of like everything you guys I, do. And I, I never. Run, I, my fuel is I run on hatred. So I'm, yeah. I'm secretly like, oh, I need that juice to survive. <laughs> so, Bruce, is your, your nose looks pretty brown there. On the, the it camera. is pretty brown. But no, <laughs> actually, it's not because actually I don't mind what, you know, all the things. It's going to be better. It really is. And guess what? If you call me a brown noser, guess what? I'm a brown noser. But guess what? I don't give a shit. <laughs> well, I think the big thing, and I took a, I took a lot of slack for, you know, wh- whether something's going to be better or not. You know, I, I took I took some heat for the dollar thing and saying that it's sort of like this experiment. And everything we do is a freaking experiment because you don't know how it's going to work out. But you, you sort of you use your expertise in something to pick and choose paths that you think will lead to more success. And you know, every decision that I've made has been with that in mind. And and this one is no different. You know, do I know if, if it's going to work and if if we can benefit in the same ways that Buck Hunter has benefited? You know, I don't know. I hope so. I believe I hope so. so. And I, I think for people out there, you know, the, I've got emails with, you know, what sponsors do you have lined up already? And it's like, this this hasn't started yet. <laughs> for, for Buck Hunter, we've been at it for, you know, since we took control over sort of the manufacturer representing the brand and not having players organizations representing the brand you know we're 10 years in on the buck hunter side we're zero years in on the pinball side and those first you know six seven years on buck hunter weren't really that fruitful they were sort of spent a lot of that time sort of finding our path to what could land sponsorship and we the last two to three years has been you know we've been refining the approach of what works and doesn't work. And and we've been seeing the return increase far more the last three years than the seven before it. So I, I hope that people have that level of patience. I know they won't, but the, the, the fact that we're able to, you know, I made the comment somewhere I've had a ton of talk with potential sponsors. And as someone who, is more or less representing a player's organization about a product. It it's really tough for me to be taken seriously as really, really an enthusiast organization because our players are are just a niche group of enthusiasts and to have the largest manufacturer. We've seen it with Buck Hunter to have the manufacturer of the product at, um, at the other end of the phone call or at the other end of the table in talking with sponsors, you know, I, I, 
how can, I, I don't know how anyone can tell me that that's not a better chance at a returned phone call or a more positive outcome of that conversation. I have a marketing idea for you, too. Bring it. What do you got? I can't wait. <laughs> T-shirts. No, 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 no. T-shirts that actually say, I went to the first, you know, Stern Pro Circuit finals. Give it away to every person there. So then it'll bring more people who want to go there for that rare T-shirt. Because look at your old T-shirts that you pull out. Whenever you go to Papa, what's the oldest shirt you do have that you actually could still fit in? I Ooh. usually will out there <laughs> at Papa. I usually I like to break out the the old old Papa shirts that I have that I, I now wear once a year because I think every wash will destroy it the next time it goes through the wash. But nineteen ninety, I think my earliest shirt is is Papa three, which is ninety three. Oh yeah, that would be cool to actually see like another. Hopefully in the future, like hey, you went to that, you went to that thing. Oh yeah, that was cool. The first one, you know, because I love the idea when. They actually gave out the uh, Pinberg pins for the first two years. They're like, "Oh yeah, you're gonna get stuff for this, and you can if you collect all these pins." And then it went nowhere. They had pins. They had pins. I, I, had I pins. didn't know that either. I didn't know that either. When, when did we get pins? I, I actually Ron, Ron and I were too busy playing. Yeah, I yeah. guess so. I was too busy losing. <laughs> 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 but yeah, they had pins. Actually, yeah, ask Bowen about that. Well, yeah, ask Bowen. Yeah. He'll tell you. There was pins. So the IFPA World Championship that is not in the circuit. Correct. So there's some like between the Papa staff and, and our staff, there there's going to be some discretion at play in terms of, of not strictly using, you know, Whopper Point value for things. Like, for example, one of the top twenty events in terms of Whopper value is the Papa Circuit final. So the idea of that being, you know, it, the, there's choices to be made where where we're not allowing events that have any sort of pre-baked-in qualifying process to be part of it. Okay. And Makes sense. the IFA World Championship would be one of those casualties, which I believe is completely appropriate. I feel so, We don't too. need the circuit. I don't care. I'm not going to cry <laughs> about it. Until you win it. That'd You're be coming. Nice. I, I, You're I, would cry, I would cry about it if I won <laughs> Well, I hope you heard our interview with Raymond. I did. It was great. Yeah, he was he was really good. And you get to hear, hear about the bunghole crane, right? I, I did. I did. It was fa- fantastic. <laughs> it's, it's so it's so it's so lovely when episode titles present themselves so easily. Yeah, that was that was very easy. I that thing gives me nightmares. Ugh. The uh, the um, I, I thought of see I thought the funniest thing is that he took the Ghostbusters Pro over in LE. I just I just picture this room in at Stern with like ten LEs sitting there, like we can't get rid of these games. Well, I think, and I I told him because Eric Stone got a WWE LE, and outside of that, you know, it's it's really pros are are what Stern commits to for yeah. for IFPA for their sponsorship, and Eric took his WWE LE, turned it into a pro plus cash for himself. And I told Raymond, I'm like, dude, like, you could end up with a Ghostbusters Pro plus cash if you want to go through, you know, trying to find a uh, WWLE buyer on the other end. It might take a little bit of time, but but they're out there. And yeah, he was are. like, nah, I just want my game. Give me my game. And it's like, all right, man, you can have your game. <laughs> and he got it really fast. And he got it. He did. He did. Yeah, you'd have to almost go to, like, a wrestling forum 
to find somebody who wants the LE, wants the old school wrestles wrestlers. It 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 took Eric maybe uh, close to a month, but he he knocked it out. I would have taken the WWE and played it actually. I liked the game. Oh, there you go. But I'm never gonna get to that level of uh, play. Oh come on, man! Uh, I was watching those guys. Yeah, I was watching those rounds, and those rounds were good. It's yeah, we sort of the way that our format works. It's kind of the opposite of the Papa Championship, where for the Papa Championship, you sort of get to qualify on on the games that you choose out of the bank that you can focus on, and then. You know, here comes a bunch of game. You know, they pick the nine machine. You, you play nine games in finals, and it's like that. Those games kind of, unless you're the bus driver, can be anything. Yep. And with our format, you know, it's it's random game for the qualifying sessions, and if you can survive that over the eight rounds, you know, you earn the right to pick your horses for your matches. So you end up with, you know, my best games against your best games in a match, and and. The, the matches are really amazing because you had these people that are dialed into these games, which is why they're choosing them. Yep. And you would just end up with some insane play, which is yep. just a joy to watch and a heartbreaker to not be playing it. I know. I can't wait till next year when it's close to us. Oh, it is. Canada. Canada. And Anna Becker's Pinball Palace. Building. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun. I hope we can convince you know Nick and the Buffalo gr- crew to help uh, help us do some streaming That'd when the time good. comes. When the time comes, I'll ask him. And if he hears this podcast, that he knows that time is coming at some point. I know I know Kevin listens every week, uh, and I think right. does, so. Where's a good question for for the Stern Pro Circuit Finals? Yes. What is the plan for like filming? I would think if Stern is involved and it's supposed to be this big thing, that there might be some more I don't know pro style shooting going on because I've seen some of the promo videos for like the big buck hunter stuff and that's yep, all pro yep. shot so I know that we have Jack Danger here locally to us that we're definitely going to lean on for his you know he does a lot of he has a, a lot of expertise in that area and there's a production company we work with at, at Raw Thrills that you know I, I know that you know big picture we talked about it before but I even us at Raw Thrills, we see we see this being more seen as this arcade sports thing, and I think being able to share the resources that that we have at Raw Thrills, you know, the, there's there's only ways to benefit there from a crew that knows how to handle another esport. You know what I mean? Where you're you're not working with amateurs, you know, myself included. I love doing commentary; it's fun. But I am, I am means a professional in in that field. So we have, you know, I, I know Stern is helping to host the final Papa Circuit next year, but we have until that February March 2019 time frame to figure that out. So there's a lot of work to be done before we have to worry about that. Steve Ritchie on color commentary. He just tells everyone to there play God, better for you, the entire broadcast. Or or Eugene Jarvis uncensored. Oh, good lord! That, that <laughs> probably wouldn't work too well. I call I call that a Tuesday. I call that Tuesday at work. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, to us, there's there's definitely you know the fact that the the Papa Group and us and Stern are all sort of the three the three legs of the stool, as Gary Stern likes to say. You know, we all have responsibilities to this partnership, and 
an area of expertise in this partnership to help put its best foot forward on every medium, whether it be, you know, Stern, obviously providing the equipment is fantastic to know that like, Hey guys, we need, you know, 10 games of your, you know, your latest 10 in the catalog. And it's like, no problem. We got that. And it's like, Oh my God, you know what it's, it's like to show up to, you know, a nationals event that I have to run and beg, you know, what games are we going to use? Well, we don't know. We'll figure it out. It's like, Oh my God, it's so stressful. So everyone I know with Papa and their Papa TV, you know, Kickstarter, they have a lot of the equipment available to be able to get all those games under camera. And, you know, with, with Jack Danger in terms of how to, to lay out a, a broadcast and what the Papa guys bring to the table, there's just a lot of conversations yet to be had that I think is going to just maximize the output. And what classic Sterns will be picked? It's going to be interesting, man. I don't know. It'll be fun to... Uh, re- depends on what the Papa guys want to bring out. I know that they've committed to worst case, you know, being responsible for bringing those titles out. I know that we have the luxury in the Chicago enthusiast scene that we could probably handle that even without Papa needing to load up, you know, three games, four games in the, in the van and bring it out. So it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting as the years progress, if we're able to, to rope in most of them. Dragon Fist. Dragon Fist or bust, fellas. Oh, Dragon Fist. Where, where, where? We have one. There's, there, there is one that a local collector has that I'm sure is a quick phone call away to, hey, can we borrow your Dragon Fist? Mm. So who knows, man? Who knows? It's exciting. So I think, did I ever see, I think I saw one at Expo maybe once. He's actually, he, the guy who has it is hosting our league finals next month. So oh. it may be picked in one of our matches. Excellent. 3D press passes. Press passes. <laughs> <laughs> I know a guy that can make that happen. Fellas. All right. Excellent. I, I'd, I'd say get, get out of that upstate New York cold in February and come to our cold in February. Hey, yeah. I don't mind that. Yeah. Get out of the Buffalo and Rochester cold. Right. Go to the Chicago cold. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. So uh, what else has been up with you? What what else is coming soon from uh, IFPA? I, you know what? I think we've blown it, blown our wad on, on upcoming things. I think for once there's uh, is there lot- nothing coming up? There might be nothing coming up, which is kind of really exciting for me. For you personally, your next show is going to be probably Pinberg, of course. It will for for me for jo- Josh the player Pinberg is is on deck and I guess league finals are on deck shortly before that but yes well good luck with that of course and we will thank definitely you, see you. at Pinberg because we are both of course going to be there with seven hundred and ninety seven of our closest friends and family right should be a fun time should be a fun time it should be do you have anything to talk about before we go into our normal notes and everything like that. Anything you like to plug? No, man, I got nothing. nothing. <laughs> this shit, this shit plugs itself. It does. No, you, you know, it really does. If there's questions that either you guys have or that you know people have, that you know, I'm not afraid to answer anything. Of course, so throw throw anything you got at me. You know, stern circuit, anything related. I don't care. Josh has an open door policy. He really does. I do. I do, man. I love it. And more hate, the better. Yeah. Oh, actually, there is there is something potential upcoming that I can oh. I can't even tease. It's so. Oh. But oh. there's like there's like not a high likelihood that it's going to happen. It's like I don't know. Fifty fifty is I don't even know if fifty fifty is accurate or not accurate. But like I will definitely let you know 
or I think when, if and when it happens, you'll know what that is. Okay, and then maybe we'll, we'll, we'll definitely ask you to come back on again, of course, you know that. Yeah. That'd be, uh, you may not even want to talk to me if that happens. You never know. Really? Mm. Oh, my God. Mm. Wow. He's selling off IFPA for $22 million. <laughs> We're selling off to those new highway investors, man. Get the money while it's hot. Oh, God. <laughs> Or maybe sell it to the Dutch pinball investors. <laughs> there you oh. go. <laughs> we're selling to we're we're, we're selling to AIA guys. Yeah. No longer. Their ARA has a fifty one percent controlling interest in IFK <laughs> And you've been pushed out. <laughs> right. Sorry. I would say Dutch's approach was quite unique. Yeah. I didn't watch did you guys watch the stream thing? I did not watch I it. I did. I watched the whole thing and uh, all I know is I got two things out of it. One, they really have no money to pay back who pre, you know, who are the early achievers, as they call sure. them. Sure. So instead of giving some of the money back, they're just going to keep the money to try to make the company keep on working. That's an that's an interesting approach. Yeah, it was really European approach. It yeah, really was. Uh, yeah. Well, wow. Let's piss off all the European <laughs> listeners. That's, not, that's true. That's true. I used to work for a European company, but, but it is true. I, they they definitely have a more upfront. Um, view i mean like when they came to was it texas they're like yeah we're not making big lebowski's because these other issues but we're gonna sell this bride of pinbot right what was it right. 20th anniversary which is, edition which, which, 25th, which is now dead it's now dead that was the other thing we got from the video about. it's dead jim it's dead jim they're trying to find a new manufacturer and you know how hard it is to make any machine. You see yeah, it. I know, I, yeah, we know how hard it is to manufacture something that's like one-tenth of the difficulty of a pinball machine. And, and even that is really hard day-to-day. Exactly. So, and I used to work in manufacturing for my, my one of my companies. And ugh, every day is a different challenge. Every day yeah. you hope the supplier and, is going to come through. And it's so not sexy. It's just no. the not fun part. No. After it's out on the floor... And you can enjoy it? Yeah, that's the best part. Oh, but yeah. Yep. Part, oh, my God, you just want to bang your head against the wall. Yep. And it really does suck. So, no offense, Dutch is dead. Nope, he's calling it. He's calling it. Wow. It, it is. I, it, they're not going to be able – guess what? Even Let's say they have the money to even pay off ARA for the original value or even the new value of the pinball machines. There's only 40. ARA is not going to do anything else with them. They pissed each other off so much. So they're done. They're not going to be able to get another manufacturer floating the boat. That's the biggest thing. ARA, we found out this whole video thing that ARA was footing the bill. And then Dutch was paying for the games afterwards. So they that's, gotta... how, uh, that's how we do it at Rothwell's. We get a bill when the game is completed and then we pay that yeah. bill. But the problem is trying to find another manufacturer to do that for you. It's really hard. Yeah, no, they're really we're we're very lucky to to have ours, and I believe that he might have even taken a, a phone call or two from multiple pinball developers that were looking for manufacturing help, and we had to act like the eight hundred pound gorilla that we are and, and tell our contract manufacturer to make sure he tells everyone else that he's not building for anybody. Yep, except for I us. W- I I totally agree because guess what? It's nice to, nice to have full control and have your assets not being tied up in something else. Yeah, especially pinball. I mean, it's, yeah. yeah, it's it's tough, man. It's a tough beast. So, Josh. Yeah! Have you played Star Wars yet? 
I probably <laughs> couldn't tell you if I have, but I actually have not. I have not. Okay. We've been so busy, I haven't snuck over there yet. Damn. You you have the open invitation, though, don't you? Now, of course. Uh, always. Okay. Always. I, I'm sure in the I, Jack Danger stream, Josh might just happen no, to be I might, walking I might by that, that, in the that background. Way, uh, that the that that's that, that stream is usually when I get to play the next game because I'm happen to be over there and I I, I I utilize my time over there very well. So yes, that yes, that, yeah. that Batman stream I think was the first time I played Aerosmith. So that was it was cool. So uh, you have two long lost brothers. You uh, just found out about today, and they're going to be in Chicago when you need us to be anytime. Yes, <laughs> yes. Bring it on. We'll sneak you guys in. We have the Groucho Marx mustaches work really well to replicate my dad. <laughs> Nice. And I'm assuming Keith Ellen might just happen to walk by while they're filming Star Wars. Maybe. 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 We I'm might thinking. we might throw the we might throw the world's most insane Papa style final mini tournament there between uh like me if I can get Zach to show up and, and Keith and Lyman. We maybe we'll maybe we'll we'll play like a thousand dollar game of Star Wars or something for the stream. Keep it interesting. I like that. <laughs> Love that actually. So what did you what did you think of Star Wars when you seen it? Oh, you know, just see what you see. You know, don't look at inside. I don't know. You know what? It it's like the I find the rush to opinions very hilarious to me. I know that like even looking at the games that I have in my location at uh, my location in my basement at at first glance, you know, of a, a picture of a a playfield shot from up top there's no way that i would guess that you know these games i would kill to have in my collection and these games that you maybe at first glance you would think that like oh my god this is gonna be so great that you like couldn't pay enough money to not have in your collection <laughs> so it's one of those and it and it guess it, it allows me to sort of get around ever having to comment bad and anything but i i have there's no opinion yet that i have until i really Put the time it. on something to to see how it all comes together. I mean, I feel like it's like if you were to go eat at a at a five star restaurant and someone asked you how the meal was and all you had were like Yelp pictures to look at. Like, how could you possibly know how good that meal is yet? It's just a way. It's a waste of a. It's not even opinion at that point. It's like hearsay opinion. Well, Pinside says it's the worst game ever. I, I, I've heard. I've heard. Uh, it's, it's terrible. It's it's ACDC. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's horrible. It's, it's, the, it's the worst game ever, yet somehow they will sell so many that I, I don't even know why they take any time to develop anything anymore. Like, literally, we are in the lunchbox pinball generation. Just slap a logo on it, ship it, let everyone hate it, and make a bunch of money. Yep. Well, hell, my great, distributor's... Great business model. I wish we had that business model at Raw Thrills. Good Lord. I know. My distributor sold out of his LEs four months ago. Good Lord. I know. You know, and you're going to say, it's, guess what? They're going to sell 800 LEs in a second. To me, I, I, I'm the same as my as you. I'm going to have to play it. I want to play it. And when I play it, then I'll see it. And I can't even go fully by that because then I want to see how the rules progress. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at this point, that's the most interesting part, right? Like back in the day, you know, most games were sort of mostly baked by the time, you know, yep. people played it. And it's like now it's just not. It's like, you know, it, everything's sort of half-baked. And, and I'm a believer that that ends up resulting in a much better game at the end. Mm -hmm. I, fe I feel like, you know, people can comment on on games not being finished at launch but 
what you would get as the finished game if that was the actual execution of that game wouldn't be nearly as good as the game you eventually get when when you see how people interact with the game and you know beta testers are uh, it's a shitty word to use but i look at it in the positive of you know someone like lyman who loves watching how people attack his games and it's like if he sees weaknesses it's like well fuck that <laughs> like <"That's done. laughs> we're changing that today and it's like oh right. my god thank god where if you have games from the 90s that are like stuck in this hell of like it's never going to be a good game because all the exploits that we found just still exist. Like look what he did to CSI the day of at Papa. <laughs> right, no kidding. Oh my God. So IFPA endorses incomplete software. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, now you have two. Uh, you you have a great place in Chicago, two fifty seven. Yep. And you have now dialed in there, and you've played it a lot. I guarantee. I have. What do you I, think of I that? Used- it's. I think the evolution has been really good. I usually would, you know, stop in, play it once a month, and then write a long-ass email to Pat Lawler and crew that would mostly get ignored. But it was sort of like, and I think it, by the end of it, it got to, like, I sort of felt like I was writing my own diary <laughs> to the design team. <laughs> but uh, Joe Katz is, is at this point, kind of the lead programmer with respect to rules. And he's in our pinball league, and I've known him for a really long time. Okay. And I think, you know, we've had a lot of conversations over the the design of the rules for that game. And I think he's gotten it to a really nice place, you know, a place that, you know, we've certainly, you know, argued over some things that I would focus on more than not. And, you know, back when the game started, you know, and and he got to watch me cradle out every mode because, starting a mode was the only way of letting your locks and the points were so multi-ball heavy. It's like, I, I, I didn't care about playing the mode. The mode was the, the gatekeeper to where the points were in the multi-ball. So I wanted to save every mode to light the next multi-ball. And that's evolved now to, you know, as I, as I wrote the design team, I'm like, if, if there's always going to be balancing issues with games, right? Like that's just, it, you're constantly, it's like plate spinning, trying to figure out, you know, the best way to get everything as equal as possible. And if you don't want people to cradle out modes, because that's an embarrassment to all the time and effort you've put into these features in the game, then as a default, make sure the exploits in your game are, are defaulted to the way you want people to play the game. Right? So if you were going to have points available easier in dialed in, make the modes worth more than the multiballs. Yes. If that's what you want people to play. So I think, you know, them shifting to that sort of philosophy. I mean, they, I remember, you know, getting, getting message from Joe of just like, like knowing that they had put a new build in and the next time that I went to 257 and, and it was like, go ahead. Yeah. Cradle out your mode. Go ahead. Enjoy. And then it's like, I start the multiball and it's like, what the fuck? And like, God damn. <laughs> And and you realize that, like, you know, they loaded all these points available into the mode. And it's like, yeah, man, I'm going to play this now. And it's yes. like, thank you. We want you to play this. And it's like, yes. well, there you go. You're getting what you want, and I'm getting what I want. So, Bruce, do, do you know who hated Dialed In when it was revealed? No, who? Pinside. You know who loves it now? I know, Pinside. Pinside. They, they, they oh, can't get enough of it. It's amazing. The waves have turned. The waves have turned. Some people actually played the game. What a concept. It's crazy. It is crazy. So, uh, 
with now you when you go to Pinburg, are you going to be there for the are you going to be leaving for one like quarter day like you did for Papa? Or are you going to be there for the whole time? I unless <laughs> my wife is pregnant and like seven months in and I'm not aware. OK, then she we're, hasn't we're... put on that much weight, so she would dearly <laughs> be a shocker. I I plan on being there the whole time and only Good. taking one flight out. It's kind of exciting. Good. Are you going up with your brother? Yes. Okay. Is your father coming? He is not this year. Oh. He is. Uh, he's old. He and I, and I think so. The first year is sort of his birthday present. He's gone the last two years, and it's fallen on his birthday now. When they switched it to the summer, fall, whatever, and. He was excited to go the first year. The second year, it was like we just signed him up and bought him his ticket and plane ticket and hotel room and everything. And, it would, and you could tell that there was like less enthusiasm about going, but he he, <laughs> he went and stuck it out because he's like, you know, when we were going into this year before the Pinburg registration, you know, Zach and I were like, hey, man, you know, we'll ask you this year instead of just pushing you into this. But do you want to go? And, and he's like. I'm an old man, guys. It, like, I just, it's a lot of play. It, and, it is, and it is. for him, it, he's hes pushing 70. And, yeah. and he's just like, he plays in the league, and he's just like, I just, I don't know if I have it in me anymore to do the two full days. And so, we're, if anything, we're giving him the year off. Maybe for maybe for his, for his 70th birthday, maybe we'll make him go again. There you go. My father's in the same boat. How, old is, how old is he, Ron? He'll be turning 69 this year. Yeah, so is my dad. So there you go. It, it, it's like, yeah, it's tough because my dad, he's very excited about the concept of playing. And then, you know, walking back up to the hotel rooms in between rounds to, like, reapply his knee brace. I mean, it's just, Re-applies you know, the, things the, you, put the knee brace, <laughs> put some icy hot on the back. I mean, it, it's a process. I always thought, you know, it, for my father, his timing wasn't the best. I think he he missed out on his prime years because there just was no pinball where he yeah. was. I mean, he got to play where he played. The tavern he went to had one game, and he would always have the high score on it, him or some other guy, and they'd flip-flop. And then we didn't really play again until the 2000s. You know, so he kind of – I think he – even when he would play, he would be like, man, I can't hit shots like I could before. Yeah, my dad. My dad lives that too of 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 wishing he was the guy in the courtroom still, and, <laughs> and not and not only with like the skills that he had back then, but also like the confidence and arrogance that he had, which I think actually you sort of need in that upper level, like like the knowing you're gonna just go blow this game up right now. There's a certain level of like you need to genuinely believe that of yourself to help make it happen. Versus sort of just like hoping it's going to happen and, and worrying about what's going to happen. I think my dad had that level of of self-confidence that is is really needed today. It would have been interesting to see, you know, how he would have fared. Two questions for you. Yes, good. One. I have like three minutes. I know, Go. I know. The court, remember last time you talked about how you guys found the court notes? Yes, it, yes. Whatever happened. Nothing from the notes yet, unless okay. the, the the voicemail I got from Steve Epstein today, which I have not listened to, is that he has them now. Okay. For what holiday just happened? I don't know. Somebody's birthday. It wasn't. Th- it feels like it was like a Thanksgiving dinner at my parents' house. Maybe it was someone's birthday. Maybe Zach's wife's birthday. But we had. Oh no, it was Passover. Passover Seder at the Sharp household. Okay. My dad dug out some of the old tapes 
and we got to he wouldn't let us listen to the courthouse hearing yet but he oh, also wow. said the quality of that tape is not particularly great because you just hear i guess a lot of the game being played because it's so i mean you guys have seen it in streaming that's a big reason yes. why the game play doesn't get streamed it's because it overtakes you know everything else that's going on but we got to hear some random interview from him back in that time period, which was kind of funny because he sounded a lot like me, which is kind of crazy. That is wild. Second question, real fast yes. before. Yes. What were your thoughts about the Sanctum selling out in two minutes? I think it's it's pretty awesome. And I think yes. for the biggest part of that, I think it's one of the biggest things for that we sort of have gotten some initial hatred on the circuit is that the it's now going to be so much harder for a new event to like make it because now it's whopper based and it's like, well, it's sort of a chicken and the egg thing in terms of like, you don't get an event with huge whoppers unless it's important or whatever. And I'm a big believer because I've walked the walk in, in building events out of nothing. And I know Ron can attest to, I think he played back in the old pinball days. I don't know if you did Bruce or not back in the, you know, mid, mid two thousands. But, but I sort of just, had this idea for this team thing that sort of just came out of nothing. And the, the first year was like nine teams. <laughs> and by the end of it, we had, you know, 40 teams of four players and it was insane. And I think what the sanctum has proven is that sometimes all you need is, is a really unique format to make something important and novel and something that people want to attend. And lucky for those people looking to get on the circuit, is we're now, because we're measuring in Whoppers, you know, we're measuring based on that attendance of if you can convince these people to show up to your event by whatever means, a huge prize pool, a novel format, you know, whatever, like you can make it out of nothing. And, and, and the Sanctum guys with their format, I know that like Zach and Keith Elwin are both signed up from here in Chicago and will be making the trip. So I, I think I think it's really awesome to see those guys, you know, start with something that was probably sort of novel for them locally, and it's just become a thing now. Yes. And Stomp will, of course, be a circuit event. Someday. Oh my god, I can't wait! Just wait for <laughs> the fourth year of Stomp. It's gonna be great. You guys will be cutting off, uh, you know, turning turning down people. Yeah, quicker, it's quicker than be you it. can think. That's got to be it. Well, thank you again, Josh. Thank you, Josh. My pleasure, boys. Good you luck. You are with the rest always of the welcome. Episode. Thank oh, you again. You I, got, I have a good game you like, game you hate. Okay. Okay. Here, I'll throw this at you and then I'll go. It's the same game. I thought okay. about this while in the shower this morning. And the game is Demolition Man. Mm-hmm. If, with, and it, with the claw disabled. Yeah, I know where you're going. I love it. And with yes. the claw enabled, I hate it. Yes. And for those that don't know, just set it up. Set it up that way. Because... The, the way to play and doing your lock freezes over and 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 over again, if the claw is enabled, just really makes the game so one-dimensional that you wish Lyman could do a code update today like he does for his games today. But you can't because it's stuck in 90s Williams hell. But there's the, the, the software adjustment of disabling that claw and how it opens up the flow of the game and mm-hmm. how those claw awards work, it makes it a completely different game and a game that I happen to really love. So take that. The same Woo-hoo. game. Love and hate it. Excellent. Excellent. And you now add it to the question of the of the week. Oh, okay. But you you, you can't be here for that. 
You can't hear me. It's a secret. Enjoy. I will listen to it tomorrow. Thank okay. you, sir. Thank you. All right, later, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. And that was Josh Sharp, again, president of IFPA, filling us in on the uh, Stern Pro circuit, which just sounds really cool. Yeah, it'll be even great when Stomp is on it. It's going to be great. It will be. The stomp, will be. We're going to stop the circuit. So we talked a little bit about news with Dutch Pinball and uh, how that company's dead. <laughs> it's dead, Jim. It really is. For, for uh, Bruce, it's dead. And uh, dialed in, dialed in was a, kind of officially. I mean, I know they sent some out to locations, but they actually had their first like big trucks going out. And um, Jack did a standard cartwheel that he does. So hopefully, Bruce will be getting his soon. I think you're getting the call first. I really do. Oh, you, whoa! Okay, he's changing it up. So you think I'm getting yeah. the call first? All right. Because when they call me, I'm just gonna give them your name. Oh, I'm gonna be a nice guy. How nice. Because I spent money already, so, you know. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, everyone's probably halfway through the episode going, what is the question? The question of the week now is going to be a little changed since Josh gave us an answer. But we're going to ask for what two games does Josh Sharp hate? What two games? One you games? just got. This, okay. one you just got so, one, so one you just, oh, if you just listen to the episode, you got it. So what two games does Josh Sharp hate? You, and you cannot go by videotape. It's what's been on our podcast. Why? Is there something on videotape where he says he hates something else? Yeah, he says it half the time. God, don't do it! He screams and yells and does his all, you know. Well, no, he just hates, he hates how he's playing that game. Doesn't mean he hates the game. You never know. It could be a hate game, too, though. Don't hate the player. Hate the game. It's got to be a hate game said on this podcast. Yep. So, any other news? Stomp. Stomp. Have you heard about Stomp? Stomp is great. Stomp is coming up July 15th on the east side of Albany. Now, you know what I'm really disappointed about a little bit? Uh-oh. What, what are you disappointed about? We've had barely any New England players sign up. Come on, New England. I think they're afraid of the New York I think they are afraid because, I mean, I'm actually close to New England. I mean, I am very close. You are knocking on the door. You're knocking almost on the you're door. Almost, you're almost rooting for Boston. No. Which is a steep no. thing to say. No, 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 no. I think those chowder heads out there need to get out here and play some pinball in New York State. Red Sox suck. Yeah, Red Sox suck. Tom Brady sucks. Come on, bring it on. Let's go. But uh, he is so close. You know, I'm surprised you don't go to uh, Chuck Webster's uh, house, you know. He's got some good games there, including a Quicksilver. Well, I was going to go when the one time you went there, or you were going to go, remember, for the state finals, but you didn't? I, I had to cancel out. Yeah. But that's been cool. So uh, Stomp is coming up July 15th. We have a lot of people signed up. We can always use more. We can take more. It's four hours of match play. We'll have finals afterwards, and we have some nice trophies set up and good cold hard cash for everyone who comes, who's the big winners. George Takei will be there. You'll have to take a picture with Mr. Takei. He is looking so... He's looking very dapper. Zach will be there. Zach, Steve Zach will be there. Steve Bowden, Fama Bonus, will be there. Tim Balls. Tim Balls. Well, he's running the tournament, so I hope he's there. Eric Russell. Jason Ford. Yeah, it's just a who's who of the Slam Till podcast will be there. Meet all the celebrities. Pinball Princess. 
So, you know, you'll meet everyone. Maybe you'll even get auto- you can get all the autographs from all the people who've listened. You know what we should do? We just get a Sharpie and everyone autographs George. Oh. Yeah, I think that's what we'll do. Yeah. Uh, but on his body, though. You can't. On his body, not his face. You got to leave his face his, alone. You got a face. Oh, don't touch my face. No. <laughs> it, 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 unless you have something. <laughs> oh. And please, no no vulgar writing on him either. Yes. Yeah, it's going to be. Keep it classy or as classy as uh, we can be. Bruce allows. Yes, which ain't that classy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And 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 there, we had an arrival to level zero. Yes, you did. Quicksilver has arrived. You got a delivery from Bruce, a la Zach's shipping. Now, isn't that funny? What Zach moves pinball machines in? What what's funny? Do you know what car he's moving pinball machines in? Oh yeah, it's a small one. It's a Honda Fit, folks. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it, it, it fit. So it did. Um. Yep. Quicksilver. I uh, got to do a once over on it. The the backlash, the repro back backlash looks insane. It really does compared to the old one. The old one was bad. I didn't know he made those. Yes, he did. Uh, can we say who made them, or is it a secret? No, no, you win. John uh, Great Rich, he did an incredible job on it. When you see it, and of course, it looks better with incandescent bulbs behind it than LEDs. Yep, I'll be taking some of them out though. I usually that, that's another tip if you want. If you want to keep the incandescent look, you do not need as many bulbs as they put in there. They oh, overlit no. almost every backlist, especially 90s Williams games. They put way, way too many lights in there. Did you notice how all the light sockets work, though? Yes, they do. Let's see. Uh, I mean, uh, well, I'll, I'll make an assessment. Looked at it. Um, the drop targets are all new. Which, that was not my choice. That was not my choice. Which is bad, yep. Our listeners know how we feel about that, so I will have to get a shim for the two banks to get them because they are sitting too low. Which I told them how to do, and now we're we have a game plan. We have a game plan. Um, the pop upper ring that we talked about that's broken, which somebody famous noticed also. Yeah, Mr. Keith Elwin made a Hi, comment. Keith. Hi, Keith. He actually because <laughs> uh, uh, sounds like he has a Quicksilver also, and he said how how they they play better because they. And, and, and they, I can attest to that. So what I'm going to do is actually where it's broken, it's broken in the front, like where the ball is not going to hit it that often. So I'm going to attempt to super glue it, and we're just going to leave it for now. Because where, where it needs to pop, it will be fine. Um, let's see, what else? I was very happy that Keith actually listens. I did not know that. I did not know it either, but I... Uh... Now we do. Very actually, I'm glad you listened to this one. It's very actually, I'm very actually impressed, <laughs> and you know, like we're actually getting some good IFPA players listening to us, and you know, and it's because we're getting good, we're getting good guests. I have a new with, contest. Uh oh, how many times do you say actually? Well, that could be the next question. We, we could do it, and, and, and you could do it like a close, like closest without going over or something. Actually, 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 actually but actually. that means we'd have to count, and I really don't want to do that. No, I don't want to do that either. But yes, Quicksilver, hopefully ready to kick ass, ready for the tournament. And I have a um, an idea. I ran this by Timmy. No, but you didn't run it by me? Uh, you'll like this idea. You'll like this okay. idea. Okay. Well, we already talked about there's going to be the match play tournament. But then we also mentioned we're probably going to have a game where you, you, you just buy entries on and, and try to get the, you know, the best score you can. And then at the end, and they do this at Rock Fantasy a lot, have like the top four people, the top four scores go at it for the money. For the money, yep. Yeah, 
And that's what they typically do with like launch parties. They'll have like a, they'll do that on the whatever the, the new game okay, is. Okay, hold out. on. I am sensing which game it is already. Well, we already know it's going to be stars. Of course, it's it has be to be stars. What, what else could it be? However, I'm gonna I'm gonna sweeten the deal. And th- and this is from this is from something that Papa did. Maybe one or two years. Oh, you're, get put, it. you're putting you're putting a hundred dollar bill in there, or a fifty dollar oh, bill. Oh, he's already. Oh, he's 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 he's. I know going. how this goes. So the high score on there right now is Bruce's three hundred thirty three thousand. So I think four hundred thousand is a reasonable score. Mm-hmm. So whoever is the first to get four hundred thousand will win the hundred dollars that will be taped to the apron. Hundred bucks. Hundred bucks. Wow. Of course, he gets it. Oh, why couldn't it just be whoever beats Bruce's score? Like, well, there's going to be players there better than Bruce or I. Yes. So, I, I and I I, it's only like 60. 500,000. No. no. Six, see, if you put it, if you, you see that high score is 33, you know, 30, 333,000, and I have to get 400,000, it seems very doable. It does seem, but it's not. Yeah. And and hopefully so it doesn't. Of, if no one breaks it, I I take home the hundred bucks. No, it just it just no. What the fuck? No, I no, earned that. No, 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 no. It just stays there, just like a Papa it would just stay taped to the apron. Okay. For the next stop. There you go. Next It'll stop. just stay there. We won't even move it. I uh, also for your repairs. Did you do anything else for repairs this uh, past week? Okay, stars fixed the uh, the display that. That just needed the usual resolder job. Um, fixed the Harlem credit display, which had the same issue. Attempted to fix the nine ball display, but uh, did not have any luck. And Bruce thinks it's the um, the, the decoder chip, decoder chip, which would suck because I don't have any of those. So we're, we're going to have to do something with that. If I can't get enough working displays, we might have to go the LED route. Or I'll maybe I'll hey maybe I'll, how about we do this? I'll give you two of my originals that work. And we'll split up the cost of an LED. For I'll take the LEDs. Okay, we can do that. How's that sound? See, see, partnership with Stearns. Me and Ron got this down pat. Honestly, we're like brothers. You got to get the old Stearns because um, you need to know other people at old Stearns because that's the only friggin' way you're going to get parts. Yes. So I have two. Yeah. Brand. They're the sevens are no burns at all. So and all I right. have two others. So if you want all four, the old ones too. One doesn't do anything. It just be. But the other. I have the same problem with the third one, the decoder chip. So if you get two chips, you might even get a full set there. You can, I think you can get the chips. That's right. You can. They are harder though to get. Oh, there is. I thought Big Daddy Enterprises sold them. You might. I thought he had part of it, like because he has the rebuild kits. But I thought he also sold the um, the chips. I could be wrong there. Okay. So uh, anything else for repairs besides your displays? And- oh, and and for the Quicksilver, you got something. Yes, I did. Because something the Quicksilver was missing. It was missing. And one of the few things it was missing, a knocker. Knocker. <laughs> <laughs> so you got, from eBay, you got a dirty used knocker. Dirty used knocker. Dirty used knocker. <laughs> I know. It's, it was a dirty used knocker, but it's complete. So I've been, I've been, it was actually funny. I saw this on eBay, what, a month ago? It was grouped with a Stern Transformer, Transformer. and. Uh, rectifier board, not rectifier board. Yeah, the rectifier board. Yes, and it was all grouped together. And it said, you know, this I want for two hundred twenty dollars. I'm like, I don't want to spend two hundred twenty dollars for a used knocker, a questionable rectifier board, and probably a good transformer because transformers usually don't go that bad. 
And it is a stern one, which is a little more robust, as Scott has taught us. But I didn't want to do that. So I started emailing the guy, emailing the guy, emailing the guy. And suddenly, boom, knocker, dirty knocker in my hand. It only cost you $120. No, no, no. Not even close. <laughs> but I got a dirty knocker in my hand that I want to share with my friend. <laughs> yes, of course you do. <laughs> of course I do. And I'm going to take so, it and put it right in that sea which you sold me that doesn't have a knocker. Nope. Oh, damn. I thought there was another sea witch for sale in Buffalo. Gone in three hours. Because people know sea witch is awesome. It is. I'm, I wish I'm my like, Ghostbusters would go that quickly. Yeah. How's that going? Uh, well... I think I think the last week's episode I said I put it on I put it on pinball classifieds nothing I put it on pin side I've had three offers of trade so far two for pirates one oh, for um, um, Simpsons pinball party oh well that's okay but not not even close so that's pretty much all I've I've got I'm kind of disappointed honestly I really thought I told, it would we told you, we told you not to get quicker. that one we told uh, you well, whatever. But I, I had a feeling it might take longer because there was someone out there who had a nice one, just like mine, for the same price that I put mine out for, and his was out there for weeks before it finally sold. So, oh well, it's still out there. Ghostbusters, it's on Pinside. Look it up. It could be yours. Beautiful condition. Jason Plord, who uh, has been on the show, uh, said uh, he's trying to sell his new in-box smog and it's on Pinside, or it's on, is it on, is it on Pinside, or is it on Mr. Pinball Classifieds also? But he's looking for 7,700. What, what's a smog? Smog Hobbit. Okay. Just for those, might be like, smog? Yes. What the hell is that? Is it, it, it invo- Brand new yeah. in the box, sitting there waiting. And he actually offered up, we'll come, and f- come to your house and set it up. So Jason's going to pay for our plane flight and the truck. <laughs> I'm only kidding. <laughs> really? Oh, <laughs> I to say, that's kind of crazy, though, right? <laughs> it is. <laughs> no, but uh, so my repairs was uh, getting the Quicksilver ready for Ron to uh, receive and started to work on the Stargazer a little bit. Yeah, I finally get to work on the Stargazer now. And I have two bad displays in it, which now lead to our past discussion. One is completely dead and one is a bad decoder chip. I'm also going to be this week, hopefully Saturday or Sunday, heating up the back of my Paragon playfield and pushing out my Golden Cliffs star, po- star, not star insert. Is that a star insert? Starburst insert, I think. They're- Starburst insert. Okay. And I'm going to push that out and put a new one in. Oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> so, uh, oh, I got redemption this week. Oh, Bruce! Before you before you start that, um, did 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 you get your trim? Oh, so you're admitting now I was right? What 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 are you talking about? You got your yeah, trim well, right? Did, you got, got your trim. you got your lift trim. Yes, my lift trim. Yeah, because that's what it's called. Of course, everyone knows it's trim. Yeah. What did I call it again? Oh, well, I said it was a lift channel, lift channel. Which, which technically is where it settles into on the yes. game. But what did Marco call it? Lift trim. Mmm. Yeah. And all, wait a second. Now, the funny thing is, all the new people in the hobby, like past five or six years, all called it, well, you called it, lift channel. All the old timers I know called it trim. Yeah, it's trim. It's trim, folks. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Yeah. 
hope you're happy. I am. I'm very Long happy. Again. I hope you're happy and you're standing there on all your happiness and you, you, you rule the world. We're both going to uh, be at Pintastic and we're going to ask for requests. Don't forget, Ron will take trade bait for either a cheetah or a dragon fist towards his Ghostbusters premium. So you're thinking it's not going to be sold by then? No. Oh, uh, Jesus. <laughs> Are you looking for anything else at Pintastic, Ron? Like parts? This is the time to maybe we can get some deals going. Parts? Uh, yeah, if anyone has any um, plastic um, plastic pop bumper rings you know, for Old Sterns. If anyone has uh, Old Stern flipper bats. Or Stern Playfield with bats included and flippers or, yeah, included. Or Old Stern Playfields uh, that they want to sell, just Junker Playfields. Contact us. We'll talk to you beforehand and we'll get it all set up. Also, I'm looking for Stargazer targets for the Zodiac signs. Ah, the big targets. Yes. Which are so insane, like they weren't even in the Stern parts catalog that I have. Yes. yes. So I need those. So if you got a couple, I'll take a couple. If you got Whatever you got. Whatever, whatever you got, Email. because they're used in Dragon Fist, too, so I could always use them, you know, for yes. whenever I get my Dragon Fist. Also, I need a Bally Bottom Transformer plate for a Fathom Error game in the cabinet. I need one of the whole complete with the fuse block, the board, and the transformer. So I want the whole thing. You got one that from a Junker game? Come talk to me. Email me. But attention, Bruce. I'm interested in buying it Pintastic. And any Stern parts. Old Stern, not new Stern. We love old Stern. Yes, we do. I think that might be the next tattoo after Bally. No. <laughs> Don't forget, Ron's looking for that Cheater Dragon Fist. No Star Wars yet. No video. It's coming. Worst, worst, game, in the, worst game in Pinside history. Yep. Pinside says it's the worst game. Worst game. It's it's like I think the worst games in Pinside history would be uh, like Dialed In, uh, ACDC when it first came out. And remember, they hated that. The Angus face oh, was like the worst thing ever. Uh, they hate Star Wars. They've been pretty dead on with their predictions, man. Oh, and they loved Ghostbusters. So, again, they've been pretty uh, dead on with their uh, (laughs) predictions. Yeah. So, would I buy that? Oh, we have. Oh, okay. Uh, Okay. No, it's actually everyone was asking about this. All right. Ticket number 25299881300. Midway's. Rotation 8 pinball machine. I've never seen one before, till this day. I have never heard of this. And that's saying a lot if we haven't heard of it. I know. I, I The first time I saw it was an hour ago. The hell? It's a, bid, it's a midway pinball machine. Yeah, it looks like it, it's using a bunch of 8-ball parts. It is using a bunch of 8-ball parts. It's got the 8-ball pop-upper caps. I mean, yep, the exact got, ones from 8-ball. Spinner. Interesting. Now, the thing that's cool is about this game is you can actually sit at each corner and the play field rotates. Oh, God. Okay, so, so the, the whole play field rotates. Have, so the player does not have to move. The four player players. Alright. Buttons. If you look at the fourth the fourth picture, buttons, flipper buttons, north, east, south, and West players. Oh, God. Look at the plungers they put on there. They're all offset. Oh, my goodness. 
I know. Probably didn't make many of these, I'm guessing. They didn't have a count there. But if you look on IPDB and look at the board set, it is not any... You would think they use a Bally board set. Nope, they used a Midway-style board set. Which is, what, the video game board set? or Yeah, like a Gorf... Not a Gorf board set, because they used a... They use a cage style, but almost like a Galaxian board set. All right, it is very weird. I think the main I like, the main gimmick is probably that it spins. Yes, and I like the bank shot on this one. I would not buy this for twenty five hundred dollars. No, but it is rare. I mean, it could it be rare. I've never seen one. If someone collects these tabletop games, maybe this is the it one is. they've been waiting for. Yep. So uh, he's asking make offer two. So. It's a possibility at all, but I thought that was definitely a wow. I agree. Ticket number 182-621-739-051. Space Shuttle. This is the game that brought back pinball. $800. Or at the very least, the game that kept the lights on. Yes. As the story goes... Was that the uh, what the the annual AOMA or whatever it was called amusement show that yep. the that Williams brought this in and supposedly the management had decreed if they didn't pre-order a certain number of them they were going to shut down the pinball division and they did and they did not shut it down they they got the orders of course this one's a little uh, this one's seven ninety nine project machine selling as is has not been plugged in needs total Cabinet repaint. Yeah, I love the side art because there is none. Yeah, there is none. Uh, some acid damage. Looks complete. Selling as is. No exchange. Pickup in Wilmington, Delaware. This machine started the pinball resurgence in the eighties. Bring this great machine back to glory. Playfield's not bad actually on it. There's one little wear spot in the middle. The coin door looks weird. What is it? Is, is that is that the camera angle or what? And why does the picture say it's from one one two thousand sixteen? I'm guessing he just didn't reset his. Uh, yeah, probably didn't reset his clock. The clock. coin door is right. He uses a William style like that, but it's it looks like it's spackle painted. Yeah, somebody, somebody had fun with that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the, the coin door is all messed up. Yeah, the play field is probably the best part of it. Best part Which of is it rare. It's, it's rare for a yeah, space shuttle because it's not. It doesn't appear to be mylar. Yet there's very there's wear, but it's not a lot there's of it. There's wear on the top. There's wear on the top, above the USA. No, oh, okay. Inserts, there's a lot of wear. But if somebody wants a project for seven ninety nine, make them an offer of five hundred. See what you get. Our Delaware listeners, going back now, waiting for the next one to come through. Okay, guys, this this is back. This is back. Ticket number one five two five eight eight. Seven six nine zero four eight, and no, it's not the bunghole crane. Oh, this again? It's cheaper though, a lot cheaper this time. The this is if you remember from one of our previous shows, we had the Matahari Playfield coffee table. What was it last time? Seven fifty. Seven fifty. Now it's only four fifty. Yep. And it has a nice playfield. I think we remarked on that last time. Yeah, it's touched up, but it's better than a lot of modern hurries out that I've seen. I think it's a cool little gimmick. I told you, if I if I owned a modern hurry, I'd buy this 
put my old play field in this and put my new play this play field in my new machine or my machine. But for four fifty, Bruce would buy that. I'd buy that for now. But now we're talking reasonable price. All right. Okay. A couple more. I really loaded up this week. Oh my. Oh my. Okay. Here's the good one. Ticket number three zero two three five three three two one six five eight. Hot doggin. Restored. Restored back to its glory days. Oh, it has LEDs, which I'm sure Bruce loves. Oh, uh, it gets better. It gets better. Oh, they did all kinds of the multicolored LEDs in the back glass. Yay. Yeah, the game was stripped and re-stenciled, so it's better than my cabinet. Three new boards installed. Playfield detailed. What? Okay. Now, okay. Now, okay. that went out for a few more seconds. What? What, is, okay. what does that mean? Wait, wait, wait. LEDs installed and bench tested. Playfield is interesting as a T contains inline drop targets, kick by kicker. It's a great game. Local pick'em in Jersey. Uh, so let's go through the pictures, Ron. You see the first one in all of its LED glory. Ugh. Yeah, and, and they left the glass on for all the pictures because, you know, I love that. Now, if you look at the play field in the second shot, does it look a little weird? It looks weird. Okay. It could be the glass, too. And uh, the flippers are wrong. Flippers are wrong. It's got uh, Williams flippers. But that, you know, that just makes it because it's, it's been, you know, it's been brought back to its glory. The former and glory it's, uh, is a Williams game. And play field details. Hey, it'll get rid of the flipper hop, probably. It probably would. Now, the stencil cabinet is not too good on the third shot. You mean the picture isn't too good? No, the actual stenciling. If you look at the stencil job, it's all of its glory is not too gloryful. Okay, gloryful. <laughs> gloryful. Wait, gloryful. here comes the here comes the glory. Go to the fourth picture. Yeah. Look at the touch-ups. Well, I you touch-ups on what? Like I'm looking at the drop targets, which have like bizarre. Looks like somebody took a magic marker and and put like a star on it. Yeah. You even notice it's that? Better. Okay. No, it's yeah, better. no, 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 no. It's better. Look at the special when lit and spot letter in 5,000. Special, uh, oh, it's written in. Oh, it's written in like Sharpie or something. Or it just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like somebody put white out. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, the uh, snow f- this around the pop bumper, look at the white around that. He try- I think he made it like three-dimensional. It doesn't look good is what you're saying. Oh, my God. This fucking thing. Poor thing's like train wreck. Uh, so you would not buy this. I would not buy this at all. Okay. But yeah, it's just, I, I felt bad because I was like, all right, a, you don't see many hot dogs. And I was like, oh, this is cool. You know, it came on my search. You know, I have hot dog in my search. And I looked and I went, the only thing I like is this plastic's good. This loop plastic is good. My loop plastic's bad. If anyone's got a loop plastic or plastics for hot dogging, I need two of them. Well, what two do you need, Bruce? A loop plastic above the drop targets in the back for a for the uh, multiplier drop targets. And one of my flipper, the right flipper, pop, not the pop rubber, but the kick sling, which is actually where the third flipper sits. I need that plastic also. So if you bring going to Pintastic, you got plastics for a hot dog. And Bruce is picking up a lot of stuff at Pintastic, it sounds like. Oh, my God. Look at all the, I'm reading at the other one. I'm going back to that first flipper, you know, the picture with the third flipper. 
And he did the other thing on the other side with a special spot letter. He wrote it all in hand also, too. Here's the funniest thing I ever saw. $1,876.54. So he went 1000 and went backwards from eight seven six five four. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like the opening bid. I think he's a little... I take away the one, change the eight to a four, and we got something going. <laughs> 470. Wow, okay. The boards and the, you know, the play fields is completely shot. Yeah. So I would not buy this. Uh, I think that's it. I think it's time for the mail ball bag. Mail ball bag time. It's full. We had a lot of responses for our second, second question. Some wrong answers. <laughs> fails. But a lot of right answers. So I'm getting my, I'm getting my part of the sack up. <laughs> oh God! Wait, something just popped in the sack. It just did. Writing on the fly. Writing on the fly. The pinball princess. And uh, eight. She she would have no way of knowing that we were recording early with Josh. No. Oh. So uh, the thing I have to say to people right now is, we have the two contests going on. One is to become our fiftieth show guest. guest. We have a couple people involved with that, but we can always use more people. Just write in and say, hey, I want to be on your show. Hang out with the boys. You have until next Friday. Not this Friday. Next Friday. So you have one more podcast. One more podcast after this and one day after that podcast coming out. So send us an email. Say you want to be on the show. You can be on the show. And you can <sighs> yawn with Bruce. You can yawn with Bruce. I can teach you how to yawn. Uh we asked Scott about our pop-bumper ring, and he says, uh, they don't break unless somebody somebody does something stupid. Now, does that does anything look stupid on that pop-bumper ring? No, not really. And it, It's weird, though, where it broke, because it broke in the front, where you would think it doesn't really get hit that often. It's kind of weird. And uh, Scott agreed with me, of course, with the uh, trim channel. Of course he did. And uh, there was a Quicksilver mod to reset the multiplier out of every ball, but it's old, and I don't have a tested known form. And that's the form that Keith actually has. Yeah, Keith Owens Quicksilver. Yes, which I kind of like, and he needs to give it to us. Oh, see, oh and, and Scott, if you're listening, is there any way you could like, quickly come up with a, uh, a fix, not a fix, or a modification for Star Trek Next Generation that just removes the video mode? <laughs> I'm, I'm totally serious just make it so it's never like it just doesn't give you the video mode just give you 25 million yeah like it'd be so, so much you can't better you choose left you can only choose right or you can only choose le- you know left instead of right yeah uh, just just like it just there's no video mode period uh so scott you have your work cut out for you we'll expect a response within three days <laughs> for three days of listening to the podcast next email is from alex huffman hi alex hi alex thanks for listening he uh, he was correct with the answers, and he actually added one just to cover his bases. So he was a smart boy. Also, it is a lift channel. He was wrong. So sorry, Alex. Fail. The trim is around. You thought like you. The trim is protecting around the rest of the glass, and he really enjoys his Thursdays at work. Glad we make his work day good. How was your work today, Ron? It's all right. Mine sucked. <laughs> Okay, next email. We got a lot of them. Here. Uh, Ryan Cooper, K U I P E R. Maybe I said that wrong. Who knows? Got his three answers right. 
I gave him the old emails back saying, you are correct. And then we got a famous person uh, emailing in, the Pinball Princess. Well, how about Benjamin Crane? Benjamin Crane, is, uh, he's a friend of mine. Oh. <laughs> and he failed. <laughs> <laughs> he answered one. He answered Eric Russell. And we said in the things... It had to be three. three. Yeah, three. Oh, and then he came back and said, well, how about all three Eric Russells? Oh. And I said, no. No, someone already took that gimmick. Yes, they did. The Pinball Princess took that gimmick. <laughs> she did jo- and she said, joke one, Eric Russell, Eric Russell S, Eric Russell CNY. Joke answer two, me, myself, and I. Which is then their real answer, of course, was Eric Russell, me, and Timmy Sexton. Everyone has an email on the phone. He'll be good. <laughs> she was doing this as she was standing almost next to me. As I was playing <laughs> in the Stern Army, the Stern Army um, thing at Rock Fantasy there, which I didn't realize it was like a combined total of the two different Stern Army things. So I actually was completely out of it. Fail. Before I even started. <laughs> I didn't realize that. Not but that you I, might have gotten a lead on something, but we'll talk about that when you're ready. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's a long shot, but yeah. And then she says, PPS, Ron, I'm right next to you. And she goes, PPS, hi, Bruce. So, thank you, Steph. Brian from Mass Pinball. He guessed uh, three guests. You got Tim, Steve, and uh, Steve Outen and Steph. Yep. And he says, says, well, man, I'm on the lookout for a big game. I live in Massachusetts. So, if you find one around, please let me know. And I came back saying, well, that's funny. Ron's, Ron's big game came from Massachusetts. Yes, it did. And we had a joke, me and Zach were talking about this. Every pinball machine I bought from Massachusetts has needed a ton of work. Every pinball machine mostly I bought from New York worked pretty good. Pennsylvania, so-so. New Jersey, good. Connecticut, good. But everyone from Massachusetts has been basket cases for me. Uh, Ryan C. also gave us some good answers. Nice job. Ryan Say. Aaron Pennington gave us some good answers. So thank you, uh, Aaron, for listening. Sean F. also gave us some good answers. Thank you, Sean. He says, thanks for intending and informing me every week. You two are the Laverne and Shirley of pinball. Oh, oh my. Oh, my. <laughs> which so one? I came back and said, you're right. Congratulations. Thanks for the kind words, but which one is which? He said, that's for you guys to figure out what an exciting new segment and a great Theme for Stern's next machine, Laverne and Shirley, with me and Ron as so. Ron, I hate to say it, I'm Laverne. So you're Penny Marshall. So I'm the other one. So I'm I'm the one who's not in the last season of the show, even though my name is still like the name of the show is still Laverne and Shirley. That was bizarre. Yes, it was. So I'm Laverne. I think. Tell me what you think, folks. I'll go with that. All right, we got uh, we got another email from Ryan C. Yo, this is all you now. Uh, good day, lads. I went down to the Australian distributor the other day and updated it, dialed in to 1.13. They are busy and it was still in, on beta code. Oh, my. I played for about three hours on it. Wow, what a fucking game. It's always felt amazing to shoot, but with all the new modes, multi-balls, and objectives, it's just an amazing next-level experience. I take it he likes the game, it seems. I'm, uh, he's finally, everyone's finally agreeing with us. 
My only issue with the game, and this is probably me just trying to save myself from spending $14,000 dues. It's a real dollary currency. Dues. It's dollary, dollary dues. dues. It's a real currency. Look it up. And there's a YouTube link here. It's the call-outs part of the fanfare. The light show shaker parts of the fanfare is fine, but the news presenter fanfare just doesn't add to the excitement. And it's a very exciting game. When you start multiball and you hear a guy in a D4 saying, no, you're dialed in. It would be awesome if the guy saying jackpot like the evil guy running the corporation, but they seem to be going to the news presenter route. I actually like the news presenter route. I, I understand. I wanted to say like jackpot that. one, jackpot two. <laughs> Every game should say that. It should. I agree with that. Anyways, too. it got me thinking. Is there a moment in pinball that you think is epic, but the fanfare just doesn't match the situation? For me, it's on Tron, my favorite game, sound also by David Thiel. To, to finish Light Cycle Multiball, you need to get a three-way combo jackpot. If you don't combo it, it resets within a couple of seconds. It's pretty hard, comparatively. But when you do it, there is just some weird sound effect. No massive light show. No one screaming, you just got a three-way combo, you amazing bastard. Man, good point. <laughs> that would be a hell of a quote there. Also, you guys are always joking about who will get the dialed in first. I think it calls for a bet. Whoever gets theirs second must do something. Yeah, question marks, and it says, please enter your mailbag for your suggestions. So, okay. we'll make a bet then. Okay, what's the bet? I have something if I get my machine first. Okay, if you get your machine first, I have to do what? I am the host. You're the host of the you show. You are the co-host okay. of the episode. All right. Uh, so, if I get mine first... You have to tell me at least five things you like about barbed wire. Actually, I don't mind barbed wire for the part of the, the rules. Godly the Godly game. For the rules. So, but I can do that. There you go. There you go. Wow, you can pick five things. You hated that game. I hate the game, but I know how to play it. All right. You got the next one. Uh, Retroactive85. Hi, Ron and Bruce. This is the first time I've written the podcaster, so hello. 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 Uh, you guys are rocking it and providing fun content for almost 50 episodes in. Fun guests, good mix between tournament and collective talk, and humor to brighten even the most boring of software development tasks. So I guess he's a software developer. That's kind of cool. To answer the question, he answered correctly. Keep up the good work. And I came back with thank you very much. You are uh, right with your good answers. Keep on listening. Thanks again. Slam. That's Kevin. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, Harry Jackson. He gave us a good three answers. Got the three guests right, and he's in New Jersey. Great, great state, because that's my home state. So uh, thank you for listening, Harry. And now... Then Scott. Scott, this is mostly Scott sent an email uh, with a screenshot for something that Bruce needs to look at. Yes, okay, so here we go. Follow directions, you billigan, he says. And it says, this, uh, this machine must be plugged into a properly grounded outlet to prevent shock hazard, and to ensure proper game operation. Do not use a cheater plug to defeat the ground pin. Do not cut off the ground pin. There you go. The shaka. So, Bruce, ground your effing games. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> See what he said that was? Okay, next question. <laughs> 
So it was your what? favorite? Was your favorite game like the the Mr. Kilowatt? You know, you put your hands on there. How much electricity can you take? God, you guys are such wimps. Uh, no, I don't want to get shocked when I play a damn pinball machine. Okay, next time I'm gonna I'm gonna make a video up. Then I'm gonna put a voltmeter between it and see how much current's going through between one machine to the other. What? The, the, just to say, like, see, it's only this much, you pussy. You got it. Okay. All right. Here we go. Pinball princess. Pinball princess Times again. Two. Times two. So we got Dear Slam Tilt Podcast. Somehow I managed to procrastinate writing a letter covering thoughts accrued over the last four episodes to the last minute. That probably means I will be rolling five entire episodes worth of fan mail into one humongous... Okay. Bolus? B-O-L-U-S. Do you know what that is? Are you on mute? was on mute, but I'm looking right now. I'm looking at the... B-O-L-U-S. I'm sure it is... Because her, her grasp of the English language is at a much higher level than almost anyone I know. So uh, let's see what bolus is. It's a small, rounded mass of a substance. So that is the correct word. Oh I'm probably saying, my. I'm probably saying, oh my, bolus. Probably in some other language, it's probably a swear word, and it'll be blocked on all the... That probably Continue. means I'll be going. Yes, yes. Five episodes in five. Yeah, let me try that again. That probably means I'll be rolling five entire episodes worth of fan mail into one humongous bolus and sticking it down the throat of the mail ball bag. Ooh, mail bag ball, slam ball bag, email ejaculation station. Wow. You know the fun part of this segment. I would call it doing the fast. Yeah, I'm really, I'm sorry, I'm screwing this up here. I would call it doing five fast thoughts in the spirit of another wildly entertaining, wildly popular pinball podcast that is effectively or officially on hiatus, but there is a strong possibility that my writing on full tilt will yield a product that could deem anything but fast. Nevertheless, for the sake of time, I will try to do so here. Here we go. Five fast thoughts, or if you would prefer a different spin, a quartet of quick quips. First of all, I am super excited for this upcoming stomp, so are we. I know I may have mentioned it before, but it's great to know that it is, in fact, a pinball tournament and not a percussion performance. Although I must admit, those two things may not be all that separate. A slap-happy player or a loud flipper button might easily constitute a percussive arrangement and would certainly fit the unorthodox instruments of the group. Well, we will hear a lot of slamming on the side of cabinets. That's That we will. See, second, I may not have heard correctly, but I do believe that Bruce touted Steve Bowden as the first return guest on Pinball Profile. That is simply incorrect. Not counting the two-parter with Bo and Karens, the first repeat guest was Bo and Karens, actually. I have thought it was Josh Sharp, so I too stand corrected. The point is moot, though. In the end, what matters is that we got to hear more from Steve. It's always great hearing from friendly voices in the pinball community, especially when they're part of the Slam Tilt crew. Woohoo! Steve Bowden. So I failed. Final bonus. Steve Bowden. Final bonus. <laughs> Jeff Teolis, Pinball Profile. Yes. Third, though I'm not abstaining from commenting on any of the episodes in depth, I do want to bring up how enjoyable it has been to listen to the guest on your podcast. So she likes to guess. As much as hearing the Slam Till crew makes me think of the Straw Hat crew. 
but who's Luffy pronounced Luffy and gives the impression of a ragtag eccentric group of heroes as such every person who comes on really knocks it out of the park I don't think I've had one interview episode where I've left going hey that person wasn't so great putting yourself out in the podcast takes multiple steel balls and so far it's really paid off and there have been so many excellent moments moments in each interview episode it highlights how many awesome people there are in the pinball community major disclaimer I'm not saying this is to boast. I could very well be the exception to this rule. In fact, I am not included in this rule at all unless you count real-time interaction as listening. I lack the silvery steel balls to listen to my own interview. I am the outlier that should not be counted. Thank you. See, thought four. There is no thought four. Okay. It's kind of like a Gottlieb Gottlieb best-of list. So... uh, It's really not a quartet, then. Yeah, it is. Thought five. After babbling on about poetry for an however long, I would be remiss if I neglected to add a parting poem to the slam tilt poetry slam tilt. The redundancy is strong with that one. Poetry slam tilt. There's an excellent blended pun in there somewhere. So here's a haiku. Oh, a haiku. Sorry. I'm haiku. thinking of the Pinball, wrestler. A yeah. haiku. Haiku. Pinball. A haiku. Plunge the silver ball. Try to aim for many points. Fuck. It fucking drained. That is a haiku. Hopefully not writing last moment this time. Player 31915. P.S. And definitely not just thought four relocated Rob Zombie launch party on Sunday at Rock Fantasy. Did you know there's going to be a Rock Zombie launch party at Rock Fantasy, Bruce? Yes. Not not excited. Uh, Bruce is just not excited with Rob Zombie. He thinks it sucks. It does suck. <laughs> I, I tell you, I was there Thursday, and um, uh, t- Tim Tim has found some kind of exploit for it. We just get like seemingly limitless multi ball and jackpots like crazy, and he's playing it and he's getting jackpot after jackpot. And uh, Jerry Jerry Bernard, who's just watching him, is like, "This game fucking sucks." <laughs> it's just it like, does suck. Uh, it's just a fucking fried chicken bucket in the freaking game. It's just oh, freaking come moron. On. Well, 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 like South Park with a toilet. It makes sense. <sighs> okay. Mr. Oh, Hanky. Mr. Hanky, oh, the Christmas poo. He right. loves me and I love you. All right. Enough. Enough. Time to pay some bills. Uh, www.pinballlifter.com. Come check out my website. Uh, we are giving away a pinball helper to one lucky person. It will answer this week's question going towards our contest to be rattled off next week. The question is, what game does Josh Sharp hate? Now you've got to give us both games. Because he added a second one in this episode. So that is our question. Uh, don't forget, uh, uh, we have Flipper Fidelity, who sells uh, Stern Pinball Machines, Stern Accessories, and Flipper Fidelity Speaker Systems and Lighting Kits. Come check him out. We get nothing from him. As we've always said, we will not take anybody's money. Unlike a lot of pinball companies. Yes. So come check him out. Tell him we sent you. He's a good friend of the show. He sold us both games. We love him. We love him! Uh, Show is coming up. Rock Fantasy this Sunday. For the Rob Zombie uh, tournament. I think this Thursday is also... uh, what pinball tournament is this Thursday? This is another weird title one. You love to see these weird title ones. Pinball in space. 
featuring Space Station, Future Spa, and a limited number of chestbursters. And next month is Summertime Shenanigans, a time for some pinball R&R. Also, don't forget, uh, Pintastic's coming up in two weeks. And then uh, Stomp is in three weeks. Pinberg's in five weeks. And uh, the Saratoga Pinball Show is sometime in August, August 12th. So, Ron, how do people get in touch with us and answer our trivia questions? Our questions? Our contest questions? Yes! They can converse with us and get back to us and email us at our email address, which is slamtillpodcast at gmail.com. You can check out us on Facebook. Just search for Slam Till Podcast. You can also look at for us our videos on YouTube. Just search for Slam Till Podcast. Uh, this has been episode 48, Blazing Saddles. Well, we should go eat some beans now. Eat some beans and, and um, with Mongo. Mongo! Mongo, <laughs> pawn, and game of life. Yes. Say goodbye, Bruce. Goodbye, Bruce Nightingale Sr., and happy birthday. <laughs>